Alexa, drum roll, please. Yes, we did it, Paul. <laughs> what the hell did we do? You didn't hear the drum roll? Come on now. It's I heard party time. This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. This is the Valiant Central Podcast, episode 139. God, we're getting old, Paul. Yeah, this is actually uh, where we go to being Valiant Central Podcast in hell. In uh, you know the, the vein of uh, Hellboy in hell. So we've died, now we're in hell. <laughs> battling our way out. Oh, Jesus Christ. Also, Cerebus. You know, they got Cerebus in hell going on. God, why is everybody in hell? That's what people do when they die. It's like the 90s all over again, man. Have you read Cerebus in hell at all? Yeah. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> the funniest thing is he's doing the art like that because he, like, can't draw anymore. Yeah. Uh, pr- pretty clever. Well, it's been a long time. He could never really draw, let's be honest. Well, I, don't, I mean, his art before Gerhard was there was fine. Like, I haven't read up to that point yet, but uh, no, he actually has, like, problems with his hands now. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's all secondhand news. That's what I was told. I didn't look it up myself. So you're spreading fake news on this, the number one Valiant podcast in the world. Yes. Yes. Shame yeah. on you, Paul. What do you mean shame on me? I've been doing that for 139 episodes. Listen, our bazillions of listeners don't appreciate that. Yes, they do. They've been listening to it for 139 episodes. God, what is it. wrong with these people? Who listens to this crap? <laughs> Travis does. <laughs> He's my spy. See, Chris and Jeff don't know. Well, Jeff knows because he, he's part of the plan. But Chris and Sean don't know that we're infiltrating their podcast. See, we had Jeff come over here. He's still over there. Now Travis is going over there. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon, we'll be taking over. I'm going to take over their account. And it'll just be VCP 24-7. That's how it should be. Which is why we need Patreon. I'm so glad you said that, Paul. You're like the master segwayer. I don't know if that's a thing or not. But, if you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Podcast. Did you know that, Paul? You didn't, did you? Well, you did because I told you beforehand. But nobody else knew. <laughs> and now they know. So go check that out. We'll, uh, we'll talk more about it in the coming weeks. But for now, yeah. go go over there and give us some money. Well, what are some of the pluses of, of Patreon? So, I mean, I've heard of people such as uh, Mike Norton doing a Patreon. You get his, uh, his little Donnie uh, cartoons a little quicker. Get some uh, some other stuff that other people don't get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, like, the reason you do Patreon is so you support somebody being able to do something. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's not like we're going to stop doing this. But, you know, a little of that Patreon money, we can get, like, good microphones and real headsets and uh, comics to talk about and all sorts of things. Yep. Right now, the only perk is that you will get the episode the night that it's recorded. Ooh, that's so, good so three days in advance, sometimes four, you'll uh, you'll get the podcast immediately. Otherwise, you just got to wait till Friday. And I mean, for dude, it's a dollar a month. Seriously? How much is a comic? How much is a comic, Paul? $500 a comic. Especially if it's Marvel. For the price of one one five hundredth of a comic, you can support this podcast. Marvel charges $5 a page now, and every page <laughs> is half ad. <laughs> and Jack loves those damn ads. Oh, Lord. Let's Jack get... is just going on and on about the, the ad events that they're actually planning now. <laughs> he loves those things. Oh, that's coming more next. The more convoluted, the more crossed over, and the more ads, and Jack loves it. That and Cam Newton. Jack loves him some Cam Newton. So so I think this will go partially into our conversation tonight, but uh, I was listening to another podcast, and somebody asked a question uh, with the way that comics are going, how long before they start putting ads in trade paperbacks? 
And there was a genuine answer to this question, which I had never thought about. Apparently, if you are to participate in the book market, you can't have ads inside your book. It only has to be content. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons that I've I've heard people say. Uh, so anybody who deals much in comics like knows what media mail is. If you're buying or selling or sending or whatever, um, and I've had some people say, well, you can't send comics media mail because they have ads in them, so therefore they don't qualify. But I have always sent comics media mail. Me too. Uh, our friend Aaron is a, a lousy postal worker. Um, not saying that all postal workers are lousy. He just is a lousy <laughs> one. Uh, but he says find the ship comics media mail. Um, but that was one of the, the points that they said is it's not a book because there's ads in it. It's a magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, magazines are kind of media too, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was interesting and I, something I hadn't thought about. Um, but, you know, it's it's one argument for moving towards trades, you know? Yeah, I mean, trades, you're, you know, some trades, if you're looking at the value, like, compared to the per comic cost, they do have a better value, and really they should, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, think about the, the publishing costs for the, um, you know, the, the publishers. Like, it's got to be cheaper to produce... Uh, the, the profit margin for a trade has to be better. Oh, it is. It is. So if the profit margin's better, you don't really need those ads as much. But you're also like, trades would be even cheaper if they had ads in them. If you uh, if you look at some of the like, since I've been coming across like you know, I go to my LCS and he gets like, he buys uh, uh, you know collections from people and. Usually it's a bunch of crappy 90s stuff, uh, but there will be some interesting thing in there. And one thing that they did more back then is they had what was essentially trades, but just not quite as high quality. So it's basically kind of like a, an oversized comic collection, yep. but it wasn't exa- it wasn't a trade. It was more like if you took a trade but then like turned it into comic material, that's kind of what it was. That's kind of what they do uh, with manga in Japan. You know, yeah. every time you buy one, there. I don't know. My brother told me once because I asked him. He he was on Nerd Legion a few episodes ago, and he told me the specifics. But like, let's just say it's what a hundred pages. Um, the the pages are smaller. They're like uh, I don't know about two thirds maybe of a comic, maybe even less than that. Not quite half. Let's say yeah. three fifths. Three fifths of a comic. Uh, but you get like four times the number of pages. And yeah, they're black and white, but. You know, you're still paying the same. They're like, you know, five bucks for a hundred page comic. That's a hell of a yeah. deal. Also, thank you for saying manga. I don't know. It drives me nuts when people say manga. Well, it's, right it's, it's manga is the correct I, I don't care. I don't care. It's, you know, Americanize that shit or don't say it. <laughs> See, you're making America great again. That's great, Paul. Yeah, exactly. I'm happy for no, you. It's just like croissant. You know, like we sell croissants at Starbucks. It's and croissant. Yeah, when you get somebody who's like, oh, I'll have I'll have a grande coffee and a croissant. <laughs> like, what the fuck did you just order? I uh, I make fun of my wife all the time. She's gonna make a face here in a second because she's sitting next to me. But uh, we got new couches, and uh, the couch has uh, two <laughs> two Chase lounges, one on each side. And I always, and instead of saying Chase lounge, I always say Chez lounge. <laughs> and she she makes fun of me every time. Look, she's she's murmuring under her breath right now. <laughs> As well, she should. I support your. Anytime your wife makes fun of you, I'm probably on her side. Paul supports you. He says. Sometimes I even instigate it. You can ask her that. There's been a few times I've I've sent her messages on on Messenger, be like, "Hey, say this to Martin." Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I have no she doubts. Does because she's the best podcast wife. Wife. <laughs> uh, am I recording? Yeah. Okay. Good. Anyways, um, and I'm gonna make a comment real quick. Before I get an email or a tweet or whatever the hell else about it, somebody's going to say, gosh darn it, Martin. See, I'm trying to keep it friendly for the kids. Gosh darn it, Martin. You're talking about ads and comics. You just put an ad in this podcast. You know what? It's not the same. You're already paying for the comic. You don't pay for this podcast. So shut your damn mouth. We got an ad? Yeah, we just advertise ourselves, bro. That's... Yeah, but we do it in such an entertaining way. They don't notice it. You just pointed it out. Wait, what? <laughs> Anyways. Um, what are we talking about this week, Martin? Well, 
so last week we had uh, Eric Heiser on, friend of the show, Eric Heiser, uh, Oscar yeah, award winning, Oscar yes. award winning Eric Heiser on the show, and yeah, he, uh, uh, he screenplayed Arrival, not Arrival, <laughs> got shouted out. Wait, wait, shouted well, out. yeah, so I heard about this. So I'm not, I'm not on Facebook anymore, so I don't know the specifics. Who said it was the Arrival? Oh, I, I typed it. It was, it was a typo. Oh, it was you. So, so you were wrong. You could yeah, probably yeah, admit that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got, good. I got called out on it. Great. And I said I don't care. So, <laughs> fantastic. That. Anyways, the response to the episode was great. So I'm happy everybody enjoyed it. Uh, apparently, now uh, we have to get Fredman Linty on, is what I hear. Yeah, that's what Travis was saying. I don't know. We'll see. Then I said F word Fred Van Linty. I worked my butt <laughs> off to get him on, and he goes on with those other fools. <laughs> cheating bastard Fred Van Lenty. But not really. I would like to have him on, even though he's a cheating bastard. I'll tell him that to his face. I mean, New York it, Mets loving Fred Van Lenty. Hey, I love the New York Mets. You know what? We can have baseball card talk then. Fred and I can talk about baseball cards. Yeah. But only I'll Mets talk baseball about how cards. My baseball card is better than his this year. <laughs> Um, he, like, he, he, you remember he, when we got Granderson from you and you paid half the salary? Oh, yep. here we go. Baseball card talk band. <laughs> uh, he didn't technically cheat on us, though, because he was on our podcast, just we were not on our podcast. Yeah, it's like, you know, cheating on us in our own damn bed is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so so Eric Kaiser was on last week. It was awesome. I loved it. Um I, I think I received more positive feedback about my love of rival than your love of baseball cards. So to you, Paul. Uh, I, I think you, I don't care if our listeners are a bunch of suckers for. So every so every you. every week from now on, we're going to talk about a rival. Um, you know, I boycott this until you buy me a copy and send it to me to watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine, I'll do that. Um, <laughs> I got to send you a mug. That's what I gotta do. I'm gonna send you a yeah. mug, Paul. I, you know, I would love another box top. Oh God, no! I, this is not. <laughs> this is coming directly from the manufacturer. Don't you worry. Yeah, the last the last time I successfully got something from you was also sent directly from the person you purchased it from. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. Genius. Anyways, so um, there there is a little bit of secret weapons news, which I'm actually really excited about. Uh, oh yeah, that actually sounds pretty cool. It does sound very cool. So there's going to be an oversized hardcover deluxe edition of Secret Weapons one through four, with additional material and whatever else. Um, and it's going to be coming out on local comic book shop day, which is not the same as Free Comic Book Day, and uh, that's going to be Saturday, November eighteenth. So right around the corner, right before Thanksgiving. So a couple questions about this. Number one, did they did they say a price for it? I didn't see a price. Um, I'm sure that'll be coming out in the next few weeks. What's today? The last week of August? Uh, yeah, probably they'll announce it by next week or the week after. Uh, matter of fact, I can probably go on Amazon and look it up real quick. Uh, here's, a, here's a little insider tip for anybody that's a trade waiter. If, uh, if you are bored and you start looking up Valiant titles uh, on Amazon, you'll find release date and pricing generally like two months before it's even solicited. So, just a thought. Um, oh, this is interesting. So the, the trade is not coming out till December, but they're doing a hardcover in November. I like that. Yeah, and it also makes the hardcover more special. Um, so... Lo- local, so this, what is it called? Local Comic Shop Day? Is that what yes, you said? Local Comic Shop Day. So this is all kind of like last year was the first time I ever even heard about this. Mm-hmm. And like all the shops around me are small and none of them really got anything. So I only knew about it from other people talking about it really. What exactly is this? It's just kind of like a celebration of independently owned comic book stores. So is it that the the proprietors are able to get merchandise that you can only specifically get like for that occasion yes. to sell? Yes. So it's variant covers, yep. stuff like that. Yep. So it's still, but essentially they have to order it from Diamond to sell, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. it works. It works just like New Comic Book Day. 
um, except generally not every publisher is involved, and sometimes uh, the shops themselves can have certain things uh, arranged for themselves for that day. Yeah, so it's basically it's giving the, the retailers a tool to have another special event where Free Comic Book Day is about giving out free comics in whatever way they go about doing it. And this is, isn't is about giving out free comics. It's about selling stuff, but it's special merchandise. Well, I mean, Free Comic Book Day is not about giving stuff for free. I mean, that's generally the way people see it because you do get free stuff. But the purpose of Free Comic Book Day is for people to go to a comic shop and, yes, get some free stuff. But remember, the retailers buy that those free comics. They're not free oh, yeah. to the retailer. Yeah, but I'm still saying from the the uh, consumer's perspective, free comic book day is you go to get free comics, mm-hmm. and while you're there, you see what else is going on. I know a lot of shops like they'll have sales or they'll have, uh, and they structure how they give out the free books differently. Like some books will give you a few for free, and then you pay a certain amount for beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the shops that I went to one year, they bagged up one of everything Hmm. and everybody's lined up and they give out that bag of one of everything to everybody until they were gone the next year they didn't do that again um but they were still pretty liberal in letting people get what they wanted no kidding Uh, yeah and then uh yeah i mean different shops do different things like you know you get in good with your shop you can say like hey can you just hold me a copy of uh the the valiant free comic book day issue yep 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 or if you're even smarter than that you'll say hey can you hold me the copy of the ninja turtle free comic book day issue because man those are always good Mm-hmm. agreed uh so that's exciting i mean the hardcovers are what 39.95 usually so i would assume it'd be the same the faith one you know the, what? For four the issues, four though? The four issue ones are like 25 bucks. Yeah, that sounds more like it. Like uh, Divinity and The Valiant. Those ones, I believe, are both like 25 bucks. Um, the ones that are 40 are the the ones that are usually about 12 issues. Yeah, right. And then right. I know like uh, Armor Hunters was like 19 issues in that, and it was 50. Yep. Yeah, forty nine ninety five. Yeah, which is still a great price. Yep, still a good price. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this, man. It's, uh, it's looking good. November 18th for that, December 13th for the paperback. Um, but, I mean, really, wh- why get the paperback? Just get the hardcover, the deluxe edition. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that it's probably twice the money, but it's so much nicer. I know some people disagree with me on this, Paul. But don't you think it's a lot nicer to read a book in oversized hardcover format? Because then you can actually, like, open the pages, and they actually open up. You don't feel like you're creasing the side or anything like that? It depends a little bit on how you read, really. I Um, guess. And, like, myself, I have some stuff in hardcover, some stuff in in trade paperbacks. But generally, if I have it in trade paperback, like, I don't mind beating it up a bit, you know? Mm. It's like, that's that's a real reading copy, not a, you know, slowly savor the fineness of this book copy, you know? Yep, 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 yep. Um, yeah, and then even then, like some, you know, you get some hardcovers, and if they're not bound well, uh, you know, like if they're put together a little cheaply, like they're still not charging you any cheaper. But if they put it together a little cheaply, it's a bigger pain in the butt to read than than a trade paperback. Yep. Plus, you got dust jackets, and some people like can't, you know, like they're so compulsive they can't take the dust jacket off. <laughs> which you're much better off taking it off while you read it than yep. put it back on. Yep. Um, so you know, it's it's everybody, you know, to each their own. Uh, for me, I had been getting the Valiant hardcovers, like all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and at a certain point, uh, a couple came out that I was just like, do I really want this? And I couldn't keep up with it because they're not cheap. You know, I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, 40, 50 bucks a pop, you know, them coming out like a couple months apart or whatever. It's like I just couldn't really budget it in either. Um, but I liked the uh, like Divinity and the Valiant, where those ones are the cover price is twenty five dollars, and there are only four issues in there, but you get like the bonus content also. It's a smaller, more manageable size to read. So, like those ones are the ones that uh, that I kept. Yep. No, I hear you. I hear you. I will be getting this. It's going to have uh, twenty pages of extra material. I guess that's cool to have. Like I don't. That's not like a, a deciding factor for me. You know what I'm saying? Like the the yeah. bonus content, like eh. that's like some uh, some uh, some crushed peanuts on top of your Sunday. You know, <laughs> it's not even the cherry. It's just like eh, it gives it more substance. Well, because like it depends. So like, um, if they do like character sketches and process art, like 
I love I love seeing that, but it's not a deciding factor for me. Um, what I do like is like additional background material on a story, right? So like the stuff that Eric talked with us about last week, if some of that gets put in here somehow in written form, um, yes, Valiant, you can use our transcript. It'll just be uh, ninety nine ninety nine per copy. Um, but like, all right, so so in Britannia, you know how uh, Peter Milligan has that history thing at the end. It's like a couple pages about like Roman history, mm-hmm. um, the emperors and the gladiators and all that. Like I really dig that stuff, but I, I love historical facts like that. You know, so something like that to me um, really is an extra incentive. But, uh, yeah. you know, I guess you yeah, got to... That's, gotta, that's gotta, like added content rather than just, uh, you know, throwing in a few pencil breakdowns or something exactly, like that. Exactly, exactly. I think even that, that's that different than like if you get like a director's cut of a comic, it'll go through the entire comic with breakdowns. Like that's a whole separate thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, like when they they just throw in like some some pen. Like I always I get to the end of reading it, I'm like, okay, flip, 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 flip. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, agreed. So I'll be getting that. I hope uh, everyone will too. That book is freaking so good, man. God, fantastic. Uh, I think the new issue comes out. This week? Is it already? I didn't even look. Um, anyway, Secret Weapons. There's a uh, Ninja K pre-order bundle. I'm assuming these things are doing well, Paul. They keep doing them, so they, keep they must doing be. It, so they must be doing okay. We don't know because they don't tell us anything. Uh, and by <coughs> us, I mean like the diamond numbers don't reflect anything. So, useless. But I, I assume that it's working out. Yeah, I still think it's a cool incentive. Yep. Uh, we're going to get to meet Ninjak's predecessor, Ninja G, who's uh, she's pretty badass looking. She's got uh, that 70s Afro thing going. Of course she's badass. She's a G. <laughs> That's why I thought it was so funny. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that, uh, that's something you can order. Uh, they're expanding it to four issues. The pre-order bundles issue one through five. Uh, so that'll be good. I'm excited for that series. Comes out September... No. Pre-order edition will not be offered past September 28th. So that's the deadline to get them. And the book starts November 15th. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I've seen some preview pages of it. it looks good. I, uh, I like what Mac did with uh, Ninjak. But it looks like... Uh, what Christos Gage is going to be doing seems a little more in line with what I would want. And that's just a badass, like, espionage book. Yeah. Anything else on this? Not really. All right, so let's get to our main topic of discussion, Paul. For for people, this is partially Valiant-related, but as we always say, this is a podcast for Valiant fans. So, yes, we do talk Valiant, but sometimes we talk about other stuff that's only indirectly related to Valiant. I think a few weeks ago I talked about uh, how I was cutting my pull list. If you listen to the Nerdy Legion podcast, um, Nick and I talked about it at length. Um, Mike was just on this last week's, or, well, the episode will be out. Yeah, the episode will be out by the time this comes out. So Mike was on this week's episode with Nick and I, um, Mike from the defunct Valiant podcast, even though Daryl says it's back. We'll see. I know there's one episode out. We'll see. Um, Mike from, uh, Geek Brunch and a bunch of other podcasts and, uh, my spirit animal, as I call him, he was on to talk to me a little bit about the whole thing because I've been uh, I've been torn Paul I've been torn you know and I think originally our plan was maybe to do a live stream where we destroy my poll list uh, live on air and get some people's feedback and you talk crap about my poll list and whatever somehow we end up getting it down to something more manageable but throughout the weeks that this started happening and after talking to our friends on our Facebook chat, and uh, obviously to you, to Nick, to Mike, um, I put it out on Twitter, so people are commenting on it. Um, I realized what the best way to do this is, Paul. And so, 
I never sent you my pull list so you can destroy it. But I don't think I need to. And that's kind of what I want to discuss tonight. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I was reading the lyrics to the song Torn. <laughs> I couldn't come up with them quick enough because, damn, it's been a long time since I've heard that song. Was that? So that was, was in high school. A little bit of that. Was that high school or was that later? Uh, I think it was high school. Let's see if it says the year. Uh, it doesn't write where I'm at. And I don't want to lose it. But uh, yeah, I was going to hit you with some, like, Martin, are you all out of faith? <laughs> but I couldn't come up with it. I couldn't remember the words well enough because. All I can remember is like the tone of the song and her saying the word "torn." Mm-hmm. All right, I That's found it. it. 1997, Paul. 1997. What was I? 97. Was I a freshman in high school? Sophomore in high school? Uh, let's see. In 97, I turned uh, 14. Yeah, so you were 16. So, so sophomore. Were, yeah. Sophomore-ish. Yeah. God. I was in junior high still. Long time ago. Bunch of babies. Anyways, so uh, so let's talk about it a little bit because right before we started recording, you sent me a message, which I found very interesting. Yeah, I'd actually been messaging people all day. You were kind of later in the process. Well, but I've been busy all day. Well, I, I didn't message you. You responded right away, but uh, I I also kind of. You know, some people, you kind of know how they're going to respond. You want to kind of go through certain responses first. But, yeah. Uh, and this is something that I had been debating about for quite a while, too, myself. And, like, uh, your debate about it, like, I am taking it even a step further. So, go ahead. What are we talking about here? <laughs> so, um, so, after I posted this on Twitter, I got some uh, some interesting comments. And I think one of the best ones that I got was not even related to my suggestion on how to do the culling of my pull list. It actually came when I did a post about my top five books that are being published right now. And our buddy uh, Chris Parton from Boom Addiction, he replied at me and he said something to the effect of, that's your answer. He said, buy those five books, drop everything else. And it kind of hit me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I don't even know. I mean, I can probably pull it up now and see what I'm getting. But 50 plus, maybe 75 plus? I, I, don't, I don't know. You know. It's a lot of books. It's funny because I just had a, a conversation sort of like this with Garrett. And he was – because I, I had said openly on one of the podcasts, like, hey, if, if you need to turn down your pull list, hit me up because I'll help you figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I say that, like, we joke that it's just that I'm going to hate on everything and tell you to drop everything I don't like. That's not true. I'll just tell you the things that make you actually think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I did with Garrett, because he, uh, I, I know, I mean, I, I know him well enough to give him some guidance, but I don't really know his taste well enough to judge what I think he really likes or doesn't really like and what he's just selling himself on. Um, but I told him, like, you know, take take the books you're getting, you know, take the pile of books you're behind on. Whichever ones have the most issues stacked up, stop reading them. Mm-hmm. Take what's left and take the top five and keep getting them, and the rest of them wait for trades. You know, so it's basically like kind of just what you said. But I told him like you have, you know, if you break break it into three parts, then you have your top five that you keep getting, you have your bottom five that you ditch, mm-hmm. and then everything in the middle you wait for trades. And if by the time the trade comes out you don't care, you don't care. Yep. You know why is it? A, what was your top five? Um, let's see. It was uh, Deathstroke, um, Black Bolt, Baby Teeth, Secret Weapons. Um, oh God, what was the last one? It might have been Department H. Oh no, Astro City, Astro City. Department H is in my top ten though. Um, which I think that's, I mean, that's a pretty diverse lineup. I don't think any of those books are really in the same genre. Uh, they all have very different art styles, different writing styles. Um, they're all different publishers, too. So it's not like I feel like I'd be favoring anybody, you know? I think like if if I if you had asked me, I don't know, two years ago, three years ago about this, I probably would have picked, like, four Valiant books and something else, like Batman. 
Yeah, you know, you get kind of dedicated to stuff, and when it comes down to it, everybody has different reasons why they read comics, different reasons why they like the thing they like. You know, I mean, for some people, they would be able to say without a doubt, like, I'll just get Valiant books and ditch everything else. I mean, there was a point that that's what I was doing. Was uh, I yeah, I, I've done that as well. Yeah, I mean, I was down to Valiant and Ninja Turtles, and mm-hmm. that was it. Yep. And then, uh, then eventually I shifted and stopped getting Valiant monthly and got Ninja Turtles, and I kind of had a few other things I was adding in that I was kind of more interested to read on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, you know, with all the people I was talking to, uh, talking with about this, like, one of the big angles for me is the, like, there. there's basically two reasons people have anything to do with comics, right? Mm-hmm. They either want to read them, or they want to collect them. Yep. And, you know, usually it's kind of a combination of the two things. Um, and, you know, depending on the person, like, some people may be really, uh, really hung up on collecting, even if it's not in, like not necessarily enjoyable to them, I mean that's that's part of the reason why I always really say like, hey, if you don't like it, don't get it on your pull list. So many people keep getting something just because they have a run of it, you know, it's built up, so they feel like they have to keep getting it. But it's just too dang expensive for that. Well, and that's that's something that Mike brought up because you know Mike buys ungodly amounts of comics. I don't even know he gets like one of each pretty much. Like if it's being published in any given month, chances are Mike is getting it. Yeah, it's, I'm always surprised when I ask him about a book and he doesn't know anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel a little lied to, honestly, at those moments. <laughs> uh, I've seen the pictures; it's true. There's comics everywhere. I think he could build a house out of comics and just save a bunch of money. Anyway, so uh, but that was Mike's thing, you know. He loves collecting, right? So his thing has always been to get every DC comic from, I can't remember what the year is, 73, I think, from 73 on. Yeah. Uh, which that in itself is a lot of comics, right? But then also on top of that, all the monthly stuff he gets. And uh, it was a good point because, like, do I, do, I, do I have that collecting mentality with anything really? Right? And, like, you and I both quit doing variants quite a while ago now. It's been at least a year since we stopped doing variants. Um, and on the rare chance that I buy a variant, I'm not going to buy any other copy of it, right? Like, that's my reading copy. I just buy it because I like the cover. Um, and then I've kind of gone away from that, and I, I tried doing a lot more trades, and that went really well, but then I have a pile of trades. And, you know, when I originally went to DCBS, it was great, because I would save a bunch of money, because I wasn't... I had cut down quite a bit. And so I was saving money by doing that, even if I was getting you know monthly shipment at the time. But then you save so much money, you end up getting more books, and of course now we get up to whatever. Let's just say seventy-five, Paul. I think that's a fair number. Um, seventy-five bucks a month, and then you want to get twice monthly shipping because you know you don't want to wait a whole month for seventy comics, and then it's like a hundred-pound box. Um, and that just kind of gets out of hand because you, you don't end up reading them. And then I feel like I I just end up missing a lot of stuff that might be really, really interesting. So, like, Dennis and Jay from uh, Best of the Rest, they've talked about the hard case books. Well, I think more Jay. I don't don't know if Dennis is enjoying them as much. Um, But Jay's brought them up. I know Ronnie's brought them up. Um, When I was recording with Mike this past week, he brought up the hard case books. Um, And those seem really interesting. It's like crime noir stuff, but set in modern times. Um, like how Black Sad is crime noir set. Yeah, exactly, exactly. God, Black Sad was so good. I'm so glad I, I I got it as soon as I found out about it. Uh, but I just finally read it. And I loved it. I'm so glad that you listened to my recommendations, Paul. Yeah, six, I, six months in, in honestly, the past. Well, see, I like I said, I got it when it, because it, it piqued my interest. So I did order it. Like the next time I ordered stuff from In Stock Trades, I tacked that on there. But mm-hmm. you know. Just like I told you, uh, told you in another conversation, I'll read what I want to when I want to. Oh, so I know. just because somebody recommends something, doesn't mean I'm going to read it then. But I honestly, I feel like though I heard about it somewhere else and then talked to you about it, and you just said yeah and gave me the thumbs up on it. Because uh, like I, th- that's what I'm recalling, but I might be wrong. Maybe you did just recommend it to me. Usually, like if you recommend it to me, I'll definitely say you recommended it to me. But I, 
It's driving me nuts because I can't quite put my finger on it. But I feel like there was some other element there. Yeah, it might have happened roughly at a similar time. Because I remember I was listening to a podcast and somebody mentioned it. So I went out and I just ordered it and I read it. And then Nick and I talked about it and I put it in our chat. Um, but so like both things I think happened within a couple of weeks. Like you talking about it and me talking about it. Um, yeah. And it doesn't matter. If, if you haven't read Black Sad, you should go pick that up. Uh, I think the first one came out like uh, 15 years ago, probably. Um, there's three trades, if I'm not mistaken. It might be a fourth. I believe um, it's three. Three, right? There's three. They've been put out by Dark Horse. Um, it's European. It's a European comic. It's full color. It's not black and white. The art is gorgeous. Uh, but every character in the book is an animal, and it's a crime noir, detective, uh, political satire story. Yeah, man, there was some heavy stuff in that first trade that There's I read. There's really heavy shit. It's yeah. like, all right, so if for anybody reading Animosity from uh, Aftershock, it's uh, it's like that, except kicked up another notch. Yeah, and anthropomorphic rather than just... In, instead of just animals, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Black Side's fantastic. Um, now I lost the point. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, but, <laughs> but then I looked at like all the books that I'm getting, right? So, like for a while I was getting every DC book. Every single one. And then I dropped a couple because they just weren't good. Like, Blue Beetle just wasn't interesting. Supergirl wasn't interesting. Um, and slowly I started falling behind on things. Like, Green Lanterns ended up not being very good. Um, except how Jordan the Green Lantern Corps is freaking awesome because Ben Diddy writes it. So, if you liked his EXO run, you should go read that because it's freaking awesome. Um, actually, you know what? That's funny. I don't know if you remember this, Paul, but... Every time we talked about Exo Manowar on the show, while he was writing it, I always compared it to Green Lantern, and then he ended up writing the fucking book. Oh, he was writing both at the same time. Oh, too. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, anyway, so I started dropping a few of those, but then I pick up like indie stuff. You know, like I love Donny Cates, and I know Ronnie's going to make a joke about Donny Cates because he makes this Ghost Fleet joke every time. If you haven't read Ghost Fleet Have by Donny Cates, so here we go. Martin, you got to read it. That should be so our episode good. title, except I think it's going to be The Culling. <laughs> the funny thing is I still haven't read it. <laughs> oh, you should read it. <laughs> I will I will eventually. I I read, uh, was it God Country? Yeah, God Country's good, too. It was good. Like, it didn't, like, blow my socks off, but uh, it, it was nice to read a book that... It was it was just a good interesting story and they didn't cram a bunch of unnecessary crap in there. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like Image is like the HBO of comics where it's like they <laughs> throw some crap in there just to make it an image book, you know? Yeah. And uh I mean they, they do have books that don't do that and this was one of them. So I, I felt like it was kinda different, refreshing, and it was nice to not feel like it was mired in something, you know? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um yeah, God Country's good. And so he does Baby Teeth. He's got Redneck from uh, Image, which is really good also. Um, he's got another book for an indie. I can't remember which one it is. I'll have to look it up. He's busy. And then he's taking over Doctor Strange for Marvel and Thanos, I believe. Because uh, Lemire left, so he's, <laughs> he's picking up after Lemire. Ah, oh, here we go. Listen, right. there's people that actually read Marvel. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, old Marvel, I can understand. So, you know, earlier you were saying your top five books. I always have the hardest time when people say, what are your top five books? Because you know what my top five books are? Mostly ones that aren't coming out right now. <laughs> because I don't just go like, ooh, I need to read what's out right now and choose out of that. Because I only, I mean, I keep up with Valiant. And I only keep up with, like, three to five other books anyways. Mm -hmm. So saying I, my top five of what's being published right now is like, well, these are Everything five you read? read? Right, yeah. exactly, exactly. I'm reading these five. I'm sure there are other books that I would like a lot, but I'm not reading them because it's just, it's, uh, it doesn't suit me. It's like, I want to be able to go back and like really dive into stuff. So, you know, it's like I've been reading tons of Claremont X-Men. I've been reading through Mind Management, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know... I'm not going to say that Department H is one of my top five books because I haven't hardly read it. I read a few issues before, but it's like I'm focusing on reading Mind Management. I have the I have two volumes of Department H that I'll get to when I feel like getting to them, you know? Yep. Well, see, when somebody says, like, what's your top five, I automatically assume 
like current books, right? I don't assume like all time top five. You see what I'm saying? That that yeah, would yeah. be a much oh, harder yeah. thing to figure out. Exactly, and you're right because the what you're talking about uh, tweeting about, like I saw that tweet too, and I responded to it with a bunch of stuff that isn't current because <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> yeah, you're right, and that's fair, and that's fair. Um, so so here's what I decided, Paul. So I uh, I've decided I'm going to drop all Marvel. I'm not going to read any Marvel comics, but I am going to do Unlimited again. Oh, um, Unlimited is great. Man. Yeah, and and I, you know, uh, Comicsology Unlimited added Marvel to it too. It's not as is not as much breadth as Marvel Unlimited, of course. But I was actually I did a, the free month of Comicsology Unlimited again. Mm-hmm. I was pretty impressed with it. I did it because. Uh, I had read the first omnibus of Lone Wolf and Cub, and I, I was trying to find the second one, and I couldn't find the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find it once, but it was for cover price. So I'm not going to pay cover price for it. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so uh, I finally was like, why don't I look on Comixology? They had a Dark Horse sale, so everything was half off. So they didn't have the omnibus size, but they had the trades. And for Lone Wolf and Cub, a trade is basically like two per omnibus. Um so I had basically already read the first two trades, and they were they're only six bucks to start with on Comicsology. They were half off, so they were only three bucks. Mm-hmm. But they had through trade seven on Unlimited. Hmm. So I signed up for a free month of Unlimited, read five more trades, and I bought the five after that. So I still have those five waiting to read. Um, but yeah, like I was, I was pretty impressed with uh, how much stuff they've added to Comicsology Unlimited. So I know we talked about that a while back when they first did it. Um, but yeah, anybody who thought about it or tried it and wasn't that impressed, I was able to do the free trial again. So give it another shot because if it wasn't for the fact that I'm just overloaded with stuff to read anyways, I probably would have kept going with it because I had a bunch of stuff queued up that I wanted to read. I might try that actually. That's not a that's not a bad idea. You can read uh, some Love and Rockets on there. Uh, you can read the first trade of uh, Hip Hop Family Tree on there. Oh, I do want to read that. I do want to yeah. read that. Yeah. You can read uh, the first omnibus of Usagi Yojimbo on there, which is the Dark Horse omnibus, so it's everything post-Fantagraphics. You, you do realize I still have, like, 15 Usagi trades I haven't read. Yeah, I know, because you <laughs> suck. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I have all of the Usagi omnibus, uh, and I am on the third one. Mm. And there's uh, eight Dark Horse ones plus the two Fantagraphics. I'm on the third Dark Horse one. I already read the Fantagraphics one. So hey, let me basically, ask I'm on the fifth of ten right now. I, I have a question for you. Yep. Oh, wait. Okay. How much is Comixology Unlimited? Oh, gosh. I want to say it's like six bucks a month or something, eight bucks a month. It's pretty cheap. Okay. I'm just checking. I was wondering if they had done like a deal for Prime subscribers because I don't remember it being six bucks, but maybe it's always been six bucks. Yeah, it's always been pretty cheap because it's more limited. It's it's. I mean, there are some things where you get the full series on there, mm-hmm. uh, but for a lot of things, is you get the first trade or two of a series, so it's a really good way to like give a good solid try to something, and then if you like it, buy it. You know, like mm. buy what comes after that. Um, right, yeah, I might uh, check it out. Thirty day free trial. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Give the free trial a shot. There's a ton of stuff on there. Um, when I started, like the Fantagraphics, when I started poking around that, that's when I really got impressed. But they have, they don't have DC, but they have Marvel, um, and then they have pretty much every other publisher. So, so I'll see what the indie section looks like, because um, that's really what I'm most focused on right now. Um, if I if I went to Marvel Unlimited, um, again, I'm not going to be doing this for another probably month or so because I still have DCBS shipments coming in. Um, but I want to see what, what how it compares. If, if the Marvel selection is good enough, then I might just do that. Uh, but I'm more interested in the indie stuff. Um, obviously, Valiant, although that's not as important because I get the preview copies. Um, and I think uh, for, for some of the Valiant books, at least, I'll be going to uh, trade. Um, hardcover if it's available, trade if it's not. Um, and I, I'm kind of moving that general direction with a lot of things. Um, so DC, I'm probably gonna uh, cut out almost everything. Um, because I think I could do like five to ten books uh, from DC that I truly, truly enjoy and I can't wait to read. Um, 
but even those are going to trade. Before we started talking uh, on the podcast, uh, you had mentioned something about the trades. and Oh, because you said you wanted to get, a, uh, get rid of floppies. And, uh, you know, we're talking about my Batman collection. And I have a lot of Batman comics. Okay, I've been collecting ba- Batman comics for 25, 26 years. I have Batman comics going back to the 70s. Um, I, I can't get rid of those. And even with my dislike of the current run, um, I thought about going to trade on that too. But then I thought about it and it just... It wouldn't fit in my collection, Paul. You know what I mean? Like, I can't stick a trade in the long box with everything else. Are you just being a bitch to your collection? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and you, well, and like I told you, if if I could get everything, every Batman book that I have in floppies in a collected trade, then I might be willing to do that, you know? Um, or, like, if I was just getting into it, I'd be even willing to just buy all those things digitally. But, like, I'm not going to buy hundreds and, I don't know, probably more than that, thousand, maybe more, uh, rebuy those comics in a digital format. And I'm not going to pirate them, so I don't even worry about that. Um, Yeah, for your Batman collection, it makes sense because you want to have them to read. Yep. And you don't have them in another format. Yep. So my concern with the uh, the culling uh, truly is independent publishers because I do get a lot of enjoyment out of them and there's already a small readership for those. Um, and I know that maybe saying just what I buy doesn't make a difference, but you know what? I think it does. Um, just like maybe it makes more of a difference to buy a physical copy over a digital copy or even going to your local comic shop instead of doing DCBS might make a difference. Um, I feel like supporting those indies really is important. Um, so there will be some indie comics that I might continue getting in floppy. Um, or even if not, I might just do a, a subscription on Comixology and just make sure that I at least buy those every month, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in, in one form or another. Because I think it's important. You know, like DC and Marvel, like, yeah, like, okay, you get, you're supporting them. But let's be real, like, they have big parent companies. They don't quite need the same level of support, I guess. Um, and that might not be true, actually, for some of their lower-selling books. Uh, their their cap to cancel a book is much uh, higher than an indie would be, right? Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I will say that just... Off the top of my head, after the last couple of weeks of thinking, um, I could easily get down to half of what I was reading. Um, and if I follow through with a lot of what I'm hoping I can do, um, I'll, I'll probably end up picking up maybe 10 books a month, 15 books a month uh, in singles, either digital or floppy. Undecided on that yet. Uh, and the rest will just be trade. So I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. And so for me... I've only been collecting comics for like five years. And, you know, anybody would say the main part of my collection is my Ninja Turtle collection, which I started reading the IDW Ninja Turtles, uh, I think within about a year of it starting. So I was able to go on eBay and purchase the beginning of the run. Mm-hmm. So I have a complete run of IDW Ninja Turtles, plus all the miniseries, uh, you know, plus some some variants and stuff like that. Um, plus I've gone back and I've put together actually almost the whole initial Mirage run. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, one thing with that too is I'm never going to finish that cause I am never going to be able to purchase a number one. Right. It's, it's too expensive. It's you know too valuable of a comic, let alone, I, I stumbled into getting a number three, but I'm not going to get a number two. I'm unlikely to get a number four after number three. I have seven is the next one. Hmm. So there's quite a few that are. it's really unlikely I'm going to get. So if I am going to pursue those, like I have to be really dedicated to building the collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, in between those two points, there's all sorts of stuff, and I have a variety of stuff from that. From there's uh, there's three different volumes of Mirage Ninja Turtles, and then there's the Image Ninja Turtles. There's um, the like Archie Adventures Ninja Turtles there's Tales of the TMNT there's all these different things there's a lot of stuff out there to pursue um, and one thing with me is that 
I have a very strong collecting mentality, and it gets addicting for me. Hmm. And it gets to where, uh, you know, like, people talk about they have an addictive personality, so, like, you know, some people, if they say that they have that, like, they, they won't drink because they know that if they drink, they'll drink too much. Sure. You know, they, they won't smoke because they'll smoke too much, that kind of thing. Like, they know that if they cross the line, it's just not a, a little tiptoe over. It's like they go overboard. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had friends like that with different things. And with me, with collecting, it's it's just such a part of my mentality that if I'm collecting something... I've said this before. If I stop collecting something, I, I don't really want to keep it. Sure, sure. Because sure. It's, not, it's not a... You know, it's one thing if it's completed, but... You know, I don't want, like, a partial collection that I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to stop collecting this. I mean, that's like putting together, you know, three-quarters of a puzzle and then leaving it there. I'm going to frame this three-quarters of this puzzle I did. Put it up on the wall. It looks good. <laughs> you know? No, you don't do that. And, uh, you know, right now, just with my life financially, it doesn't fit in. Yeah, right, right. Like, right. I, I can't. It's a burden to collect. So, I mean, I pared down getting comics to just getting a few a month. Um, but it's just like this burden of this collection, and you know, like you just have a Batman, you don't have all those comics in other formats. Yep. Like Ninja Turtles, I have all the the IDW hardcovers. They do a great job collecting it. Plus, I have it all digitally because when they have Comicsology sales, I've slowly built up that collection of not just the IDW stuff, including all the miniseries, but uh, the Tales of the TMNT stuff and. Like, all that peripheral stuff I've been building up digitally on Comixology, because you, you hit the sales and you get them for, like, four bucks a trade, six mm-hmm. bucks a trade, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, my collection isn't huge, because I basically I have Ninja Turtles, and then I decided to start pursuing collecting uh, Uncanny X-Men, uh, which doing that was a big part of what made me realize I really kind of got to stop doing this. Right. Is because... I have opportunities to find deals and stuff like that, and it's it's fun and it's you know like the chase has always been something that's exciting to me. Um, but you know, there's like I said at the beginning of this, there's two ways that people, there are two reasons that people enjoy comics. They want to collect them or they want to read them, and collecting is a problem for me because it's it's hard for me to control it. You know, I'm I'm too too compulsive about it. Um, so if I'm not going to collect it, I can't have a collection. It doesn't mean I can't read and enjoy it. And, you know, I have a shitload of traits and hardcovers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, right now there's four volumes of the TMNT IDW collection. There's six of the Mirage collection. Um, they don't have any collections of some of the stuff that, that occurs in between there. Uh, but whatever, I can, I can live without all of it because... It's gonna take me forever to read all the stuff that I can read now, anyways. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like I got I got all of Hellboy in the library volumes. I got you know Valiant. I settled on uh, doing it in trade paperbacks because so many of the hardcovers are out of print now, so I can't really pursue doing it that way. Um, but yeah, it's it's not about collecting; it's about reading, and it's I think it's just a big step back that I have to take. Um, so I'm actually I'm going to be selling my entire comic collection hmm. my floppies not yep. my not my trades not my hardcovers i'm going to keep a few things like i went through the the x-men i kept about 10 issues i'm keeping the the first issue of usagi i'm also keeping uh the issue that they cross over with ninja turtles because i love that cover i'm keeping things that were gifts um things that have more more sentimental value to me because then the value to it isn't the it's part of a collection mm-hmm. it has a different value to it Okay, you know, I really love that cover, or this was a gift to me, so it's special. Um, I haven't really gone through and looked through everything yet, but like I know, like just thinking about the IDW Ninja Turtle stuff, they had the 30th anniversary issue that they had the variant cover that was the Jack Kirby drawing. That's one I'll keep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one I sought out. Uh, there's one of the issues J.K. Woodward did the variant cover, and he's a friend. That's one I'll definitely keep. You know, so it's, uh, I decided I have one short box that's, uh, you know how they have all the decorated short boxes now? I got a Hellboy one that nice. I got for my old LCS. Nice. Because he's like, nobody's going to pay 10 bucks for this shit. I was like, I'll <laughs> take one. You know, at least you sold one. 
So I'm going to take that one short box, and it's going to have whatever comics I decide to keep, plus the ebb and flow of the stuff that I get to read mm-hmm. that I'm going to, you know, like, read and pass stuff on. I've been doing that a ton with people, especially Jay and, and uh, Sparkman. Yeah. Where we'll get stuff, we'll read it, and we'll just send send comics back and forth to each other. Oh, I have an idea. We, we'll talk about uh, that comics after. Are about, yeah, uh, comics are about reading and enjoying, and it's like, yeah, you can do the collecting side with it too, but... Like, for me, I just really realized that the the collection was getting in the way of any kind of enjoyment, and it disrupts all sorts of enjoyment for me, because it's like I spend a, a ton of time sorting and bagging and boarding and acquiring and sorting it out and then deciding I don't want some of the stuff I acquired and figuring out how to get rid of it. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's like stuff will still come up. Like, I bought those two bags of comics for, like, what the hell they are they, 24 bucks. <laughs> If I come across something like that, I might do that again because you know what? It's not it's not because I'm trying to collect all of those. It's just like holy crap, look at all these comics for so cheap. I'll grab these, I'll dig through them, read some of them, give some away, trash some of them, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, t- uh, talk to Josh Dysart. Like he's saying, you should be fucking on your comics. So <laughs> not quite getting there, but it's true. That's what I heard. <sighs> I mean, maybe if you had more comics and you couldn't fit them anywhere, then maybe you'd have no choice but to fuck on your comics. Yeah, but I mean, that's why Myers has to use Mylar on his dick. <laughs> it's his joke, by the way, so nobody think that I said something rude. That's just a joke that he said before that we yep. all thought was funny. He said it, not us. Anyways, I think it's just fascinating. Um, I don't know if it's... Uh... I don't know. My, my, my mindset's just been a little different lately. You know what I mean? Um... Yeah, like I I quit Facebook because it was just a time suck that I didn't want to be in. Um, I I created a new. I, I'm not talking about this now, but I've done a lot of things the last uh, month or so uh, that have really relieved a lot of stress from my life, um, and most of that has been technology related, and uh, I just feel a lot better. And I just I wanted to do the same for for my comics, you know. I always read comics to enjoy them, and when when it becomes a burden, um, and, and it takes over my life, then it's just something I need to pull back from a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't mean I'm not I'm not quitting comics. I know I made this joke in a couple places. I'm not quitting comics. Uh, I'm still going to be reading a ton of comics. Just the way that I consume is going to be a lot different. Yeah, and it's like for me too. It's I'm I'm making a pretty drastic change, and it's not something that I've taken lightly. It's something I've been thinking about for a long time. But also, like I said, I've been I've been into comics basically for five years. Uh, so I'm also looking at I'm like, is this what defines my life? You know, mm-hmm. is, I I haven't been reading comics for thirty years, where it's like, yes, this has always been a part of my life. This is like in the scope of my life. This is relatively new to me. Mm-hmm. And I've done this before. You know, going going back to the collecting thing. Like I said, I I collected sports cards. Uh, I mean, moderately compared to what a lot of people do, but for, you know, what I was spending and stuff, like, it was heavily for me for a while, and I realized, you know what, this is a problem, because I either got to choose, like, this is all I do, or I got to realize that I can't do this, and, you know, just like I'm saying with my comics, I'm keeping a little piece of it, there was something I kept, but uh, I just liquidated, sometimes you just got to take a real big step away. Yep. And it opens up the opportunity for other things. Like, I want to do things like watch TV sometimes or watch the movie. <laughs> and I haven't played a video game in freaking months. Yep. And it's like I want to have time to do stuff like that. And my family takes a lot of time. Yep. And, you know, it's like I work and my family takes a lot of time. And I don't. I have a very small window of time to do anything for myself. You know, to the point where it's like I'll sometimes I'll stay up till 2 in the morning to have a couple of hours by myself. Sometimes I'll get up at 5 in the morning to have a couple of hours by myself. And when I do either of those things, it's not easy either. You know, it's like, yep. it's difficult for me to do those things. Oh, trust me, I do the same thing, dude. And you know what? I feel like it's working for me. You know, I, I'm I'm doing, Go- I am Gotham twice a week now. Like, I, I have the time to actually do that. Uh, and it feels good. You know? Free up more time to do things that you love. That's all I'm yeah, saying. exactly. That's all I'm saying. I think we're done. You want to be done? We should be done. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like, I I don't know. I feel like we're leaving on a... 
So it's like a, you have a, a, a relationship movie, and you know, there's the breakup in the middle, and we're just like, okay, movie over. They just broke up. It's like how Mad About You ended with them getting divorced. <laughs> it's like, no, this is a sitcom. You don't end with a fucking divorce. Mm. The hell is wrong with them? It's like The Office. They were they were kind of going that way where uh, Jim and Pam were having relationship problems. But you know what? They came together in the end, and that was the right thing to do. You don't you don't leave people on a sour note with a freaking sitcom. <laughs> Mad about you. Screw you, Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt. Uh, he voted for Trump, so yeah. Anyways, I know what you're saying, but we are going to wrap it up. Because let me tell you, Paul, sometimes life doesn't give you a box of chocolates. Okay. You know what? You know what? I'm going to leave you on a on a good note here. So. With all of, of me doing this. So I was talking to Rob, and, like, Rob was genuinely, like, I'm kind of sad. Because, like, he was excited about me collecting Uncanny. Mm. But he also completely understood. Like, you know, he he understands what it's like to kind of fight with collecting. Yes. I, I mean, he's got way more of a collection than I do. Yes. Well, it's funny, too. We're talking about all this. And, like, who is one of the guys that is a huge proponent of not collecting? You? No, no. Like, uh, other guys you talk to. You know that big tweet chain that happened? Somebody showed a picture of their iPad. Oh, oh yes, yes. Uh, yeah, my my so, podcast concubine Nick. Yeah, so we, like we know Daryl's big on digital, but like Nick was all about it. And then I asked him like, well, what? How much of a collection do you have? And he said that he had ten long boxes and like a thousand trades. Yep. And I was like, oh my god, that is so much more than I have, and I feel like my collection's too much. <laughs> Just like holy cow, but yeah. So I was—I mean, I told Rob I, I sent him pictures of the the X Men issues that I kept. Mm-hmm. Um, but I told him like, hey, one of the like one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to take some of the money and I'm going to buy the first couple X Men omnibus mm. because you can get them. They're like, you know, I mean, they're hundred dollar cover price on them, but they're fifty five bucks on in stock trades. Dang. Yeah. Have you ever so in stock trades has the damaged ones that are discounted higher have you ever ordered one of those nope if anybody listening has ordered one of the damaged ones i'm curious about how damaged is damaged is it a dinged corner or is it like uh ripped in half you know i mean oh interesting yeah i'd be curious too let us know yeah because like it's uh there's one of the x-men omnibuy that uh it's the damaged one is 40 bucks instead of 55 that's a that's a pretty significant jump in savings yeah that's hefty. so if it's just you know like a, a banged up corner or something i'm not too worried about that i've paid full damn price on amazon for stuff and gotten them banged up like that hmm amazon bastards i'm not gonna return that <laughs> shit i want to read it uh, damn it paul um that's interesting yeah i didn't think about that uh, if you if you have ordered some, let me know. I know I know somebody tried to order one one time and didn't because uh, DCBS kind of wouldn't answer. I don't know. If you order one, let us know uh, at who's Paul at Geekvine at Valiant underscore Central or uh, email hello at NerdLegion dot com. Um, damn it, Paul! Now you threw me off. Okay. <laughs> You've been listening to the Valiant Central podcast, episode one thirty nine. You know where to find us. I just told you. We'll be back next week with another episode of this fine, fine podcast. Be sure to go and check out patreon.com slash Valiant Central Podcast and support the show if you want to keep hearing us. And uh, who knows? There may be more perks coming up. We'll talk about that next time. Have a good night.